Mississippi Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Sherita Brent here with Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi. Music and Mississippi go hand in hand. So this morning we'll tell you about some events happening this weekend where music is in the forefront. We'll learn first about the C Spire concert series where some huge country music artists are going to be performing. There's an exhibit up for blues musician Junior Kimbrough. The Great Big Yam Potatoes Gathering is taking place this weekend. The Taylor Swift Experience is very popular at Grammy Museum, Mississippi. And we'll also learn about the Mississippi Boy Choir's annual spring concert. You can give us a call and let us know about any local events coming up in your area this weekend. The number is 877-MPB-RING or email nextstop at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi. Of course, music and Mississippi go hand in hand. So this morning, we'll tell you about some events happening this weekend where music is in the forefront. We'll learn first about the C Spire concert series where some huge country music artists are going to be performing. And I do mean huge. Uh, there's an exhibit up for blues musician Junior Kimbrough. The Great Big Yam Potatoes Gathering is taking place this weekend. And the Taylor Swift Experience has been up for some time at Grammy Museum, Mississippi. But we'll just give you a little bit more information about it. It's going to be up until August 2017. Really cool. It's it's the Taylor Swift experience. They, they they specifically didn't want to call it an exhibit because it's so intimate and detailed that it is the Taylor Swift experience. And I got to speak with the curator of it, and uh, we'll talk about that a little later. We'll also learn about the Mississippi Boy Choir's annual spring concert, which is coming up this weekend as well. And you know this this concert series for Seaspire is going to be in Madison, and uh, I just happened to be in that area yesterday. It looks really official from the interstate. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I, I heard through the grapevine that the stage was beginning to come up like on Monday. So mm-hmm. I believe that this is going to be a larger than life experience. We'll hear more about it uh, from Dave Miller with Seaspire a little later. But um, it'll be a full day of fun out there in Madison. What is usually like a big open field near yeah. the Baptist uh, Health Complex becomes like an all-out festival environment. Right. And when it gets cold, that's where they have the ice skating area. Oh, is that mm-hmm. right? Because I attempted to do it a couple of years ago. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, just really cool to see that from the interstate. You know, folks are curious. My mom texted me. and was like, are you going to have what's going on in Madison on the show Friday? I was like, I am, Mom. Yes, actually, Mother, I am. Yes. Well, our, <laughs> our team at Visit Mississippi is gearing up. We're going to do what we call a pop-up welcome center on mm-hmm. site at the um, at the, the Ceasefire concert. So when you come out guys um make sure to stop by and get some information about tourism and travel throughout the state and visit with our friendly staff marlon ivy will be there greeting everyone and uh sharing good mississippi information so what goes into a pop-up welcome center uh (laughs) we have brochures and and paraphernalia yeah yeah you you do there there are a lot of boxes involved and a lot of dollies and tablecloths and that sort of thing but marlon does a great job with these pop-up welcome centers because it's not just people like 
me, you know, standing around handing out brochures. He has actual trained travel counselors there mm. that will be um, interacting with the public, offering them information about how to uh, make hotel accommodations, how where to eat, uh, where to go and, you know, experience cultural attractions or, you know, just shopping fun. I mean, a, a little bit of everything. So mm-hmm. uh, we do bring out the official Mississippi tour guide and, um, you know, specific brochures about attractions around um, the area. Mm-hmm. But we're also there really just to answer questions or give you guidance. There are these really cool little tear off maps they're like little it's like a notepad with a map of mississippi so these traveler counselor travel counselors can literally you know draw on there with a pen and say all right you're going to stop here turn here you know give you your own personalized experience that's excellent did you do any traveling uh, across the state this week i was in cleveland on wednesday i went over to see my friends at the delta center for culture and learning Mm -hmm. um that space is so cool if uh, if you have a chance to pop into ewing hall it's on the delta state campus uh right when you walk in there is this really just i mean knock you down exhibit uh by sharon mcconnell the great uh sculptor uh the great uh uh, you know, uh, sculpture artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called uh, Faces of the Blues. Ooh. So she does these like um, castings, like where she puts the, you know, the clay on the face of a musician wow. and it sets. And so it's this literally you can see the the wrinkles and the lines and every detail of a person's face. And um, I'm not sure how many are in the collection there in Ewing Hall, but I would say more than two dozen. Mm -hmm. And just remarkable to see all of those faces there. And uh, a lot of these guys have passed. So just a really cool memorial to them as well. And just beautiful art. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's a shame you can't get like frequent driver miles like you do when you fly. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? I am telling you. Uh, We did make a a special pit stop on the way um, back to Jackson at Heinz Grocery, which is between Yazoo City and Louise. And um, for those of you in that area this weekend, stop by Heinz Grocery. I'd never been there before. The place is clean as a whistle. I mean, you could eat off the floor. But it's kind of like a butcher shop, Mm -hmm. but they are well known for this pineapple sausage that they make on site. Mm. So I brought some pineapple sausage home. We put it on the grill last night. And let me tell you, amazing. Wow. Pineapple sausage. Yes. It was really light. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds, you know, ironic with sausage. You usually think greasy, but it was very light, very refreshing, such a like perfect summer sausage. (laughs) I'm telling you, pineapples are versatile. I had some, uh, went to a crab boil of yours and there was pineapple sautéed in in crab boil and it was delicious. That's right. I'm telling (laughs) you that salty sweet. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, that mixture. Uh, Well, we uh, have our first guest on the line. Dave Miller is going to tell us a little bit about the C Spire concert series that's going on uh, tomorrow in Madison. Good morning to you, Dave. Thanks for being on. Good morning. How are you? We are doing great. Uh, I was telling Mary Margaret that I saw the stage from the interstate, and it was really exciting. I mean, folks passing by are probably going to come to the concert just out of curiosity. But could you tell us a little bit more about this concert series as a whole? How long has the series been going on? Sure. We're we're in our fourth year with our current uh, locally-based major concerts. Uh, We started in 2013 with Darius Rucker and the Swan Brothers. They were coming off a uh, final three appearance on The Voice as part of Blake Shelton's team and had a, had some other uh, really great talent there as well. And then uh, in 2014, uh, we had Miranda Lambert. Or I guess it's 20, yeah, sorry, 2014, Miranda Lambert and Ray Lynn. And then last year, we had Florida Georgia Line and uh, uh, Colin Swindell. 
And uh, and this year we've kind of each year we kind of incrementally grow the concert and, and make it bigger and better. This year we have Kenny Chesney, King Road as uh, he's been dubbed, and uh, uh, Thomas Brett, Jake Owen, uh, and uh, we also have Thompson Square, which was a a leading duo, uh, country music duo, just a couple of years ago. They have several number ones. And then we also have Russell, Russell Dickerson. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Russell, Russell has a song out that he just put out in late April called Yours, and it has become the de facto most popular engagement and wedding song for millennials. Uh, wow. Just, a, just an incredible laugh. Wow, that's awesome. How hard was it to book these guys? I mean, these are some major, heavy, hard hitters in in the country music genre. Well, we've built a reputation over the years uh, with, you know, managing and running a quality event. We have some folks who have experience in uh, in the music industry, working with with, uh, labels and working with recording artists and, uh, you know, particularly those that go on the road for tours and that type of thing. So, uh, and, and we've got some great staff, and uh, you know I, that all comes together to make this possible. Well, and, and the festival starts. Uh, well, the, you open the doors tomorrow at noon. So, what can people expect when they get on the grounds, Dave? Well, gates open at noon. We've got a great layout this year. And again, you know, our our president, excuse me, our chairman and CEO Hugh Mina, he has challenged us each year: grow it, make it bigger, make it better make it more compelling, make it, you know, that must-have ticket. Uh, and we want to put Mississippi on the map. So those are kind of our marching orders to really, uh, you know, make this thing, uh, you know, the best it can possibly be. So we have two VIP areas, um, and those were sold out literally the same day tickets went on sale last fall. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, a uh, what we call the good stuff, which is kind of for No Shoes Nation, which is, what uh, everybody calls the legion of fans that Kenny Chesney has. And for those who really want to get up close and personal with artists, we have something called the good stuff to get you right up close to the stage. We still have those tickets available, so that will be an area right next to the stage. And, of course, general admission, which is the, the rest of the grounds. It's a great venue. We've got a great partnership with uh, Baptist Health Systems and the city of Madison and the Madison Police Department and all the law enforcement agencies that work really closely with us. It's a 30-acre site. It's expandable. We can grow it if we get a last-minute surge of folks that want to uh, attend the concert. We can accommodate that. Uh, but it's it's really we've got local vendors set up there. Uh, that so you know you can get any food choice that you want will be available. Uh, we've got a first aid tent there. We've got a cooling stations. Uh, it's just it's a really high-quality uh, layout. Now, Dave, you know, a lot of corporate sponsors, you know, are kind of known for doing like a golf tournament. You know, it's the such and such golf tournament. So why did Ceasefire decide to do this concert series rather than something a little more traditional? Well, we, we really are a different company. You know, we're a Mississippi-based company. We live, we work, we play here. We really want to engage with, first and foremost, with our customers and then with consumers. And the way we do that is through their passion points, whether it's sports, whether it's entertainment, whether it's music, that's how we engage. And we really want to do things on a, at a very high level, a very high quality, and make sure that when we give back to the community, when we bring these kinds of entertainment options to them, that, that they know 
that that's how we operate as a company, and that's what makes us different than the other guys. So it's really about giving back. It's really about being involved in the community. It's really about raising the bar for Mississippi. Well, this sounds good. And I mean, it, it really looks good from the interstate, as I said. And, and this is uh, a great thing. I'm glad you guys decided to have it outside. That just gives it a, a completely different ambiance. Are all the series uh, outside? They have been. We actually had a good problem. We started in the green space, uh, had a great partnership with the Renaissance Shopping Center. We started in the green space on the south side of our building. And after two years, we quickly realized we were outgrowing that area just because of the talent, the interest level by, you know, uh, fans. So we uh, we decided to pursue other partnerships, and uh, we landed on this partnership with Baptist, and it's been great. They're a fantastic partner, uh, have been very helpful, very cooperative, very supportive in everything we've done. Uh, it's just been it's just been really great. And the the venue out there, and you you told me you saw it from the freeway. The venue is perfect. I mean, it's a huge open field it's a flat grassy area um, and it's just perfect for an outdoor concert it's really really cool well we know this is going to be a great economic driver for the area this weekend how many are, are we expecting and and where all are these folks coming from we're expecting thousands of of folks to come i can't give you a specific number yet but we know each year we've we've grown this incrementally and it's been a it's been a significant impact uh, on the local economy. I'll talk about that in a second, but we've had folks coming from from over 30 states around the United States and from 15 different foreign countries to come to these events in the past, and we expect that to grow even more this year. And, and in terms of the local economic impact, that's been a real plus for Madison County and all the cities and located in Madison County. When you think about it, a lot of these folks come if they come from out of town, they come from out of state, they come from out of the country, they're going to go to a local hotel, they're going to stay in a local hotel, they're going to shop at local businesses, they're going to eat at local restaurants, and all that revenue, all that tax revenue comes into the local economy. So it's been a great boost, a great boon for the local economy. We expect that to continue, uh, certainly this year and in the future as we do more events. Well, Dave, we're, we're really appreciative of you being on the show. And for our listeners, we actually have two of these very sought-after tickets to give away on the show today. So uh, Sharita's going to offer some country music trivia to honor the Ceasefire Day of Country. Uh, that's uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, you want to give us the details again, Dave? Sure. Gates open at noon. Uh, the music starts at 2 p.m. We do have a curfew at 11, so uh, you can expect most of the music to be done by 11, unless there's a curtain call. But... Uh, you know, it, it's we've got all that planned out. Don't have to worry about parking. We've got all that settled. We've got we've got many of really close locations: Broadmoor Baptist, Madison Central High School, the St. Dominic's Fine Arts Center, uh, any of the No Shoes Nation RVers that are going to show up. We know they're going to be some of those. We've got Holmes Community College Ridgeland campus already set aside. Uh, that's a huge parking lot area, so RVers can be there. There's also public parking available there. We've got a shuttle system that runs on the hour, so they don't have to worry about getting to and from the venue. It's all very centrally located, very close to the venue. Well, this all sounds amazing. Dave, we appreciate you taking some time to speak with us this morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you.
All right. So the trivia question, we're going to give you an opportunity to get two of these tickets, just one person, two tickets. And we prefer that you're in the Metro Jackson area because you do have to pick the tickets up here at MPB uh, before five. And MPB is in Jackson. Our home station is in Jackson. All right. So here's the question. And and help me make sure I'm phrasing it right. What was the first marker on the Mississippi Country Music Trail? Yeah, that's right. So we need to know the first marker that went up on the Mississippi Country Music Trail that has 30 markers. So let us know what that marker was and what year it went into place. Ooh, all right. That's a twist. 877-MPB-RING is the number. If you know the answer to that question, 877-672-7464 is the number. What was the first marker on the Mississippi Country Music Trail and what year did that first marker go up? 877-672-7464 is the number. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break and when we get back, we'll learn about the Junior Kimbrough exhibit uh, going on at Russ College. And still to come, the great big yam potatoes gathering is happening. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the Taylor Swift experience at Grammy Museum, Mississippi. And the Mississippi Boy Choir is celebrating their annual spring concert. This is Think Radio on MPB. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent here with Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi. And today we're talking about music in Mississippi. Of course, they both go hand in hand. And so we threw out a trivia question there because this huge ceasefire concert series is going on tomorrow in Madison. And we want to give you a chance to get some tickets. Uh, so the question was, what was the first marker on the Mississippi country, country music trail and what year did it go up? And we think that Sam uh, has the answer. Good morning to you, Sam. What is the answer? Jimmy Rogers, 2010. Woo! Wow, Sam. You are right, Sam. A uh, huge Jimmy Rogers fan or a huge country music fan? I uh, just like everything. Okay. like trivia. Okay, sounds good. Well, Sam, I'm going to put you back on hold and we'll give you the details, okay? All right, thanks, man. All right, thank you so much. All right, that was good. That's exciting. Well, Sam is going to have a good time on Saturday with these very special tickets. So we want to hear back from you next week, Sam, to see uh, how you enjoyed the ceasefire uh, concert with Kenny Chesney. Absolutely. Oh, man, we're going to kind of transition right now from country music to blues um, and talk a little bit about Junior Kimbrough. He has uh, an exhibit up at, at Russ College at the Leontine Price Library. And we have a special guest on the line with us. Claudette Ivy is going to tell us a little bit more about it. Good morning to you, Claudette. Thanks for being on today good morning thank you for having me on uh yes we do have the junior kimbrough exhibit there at russ college uh it opened uh last friday may 12th and it is just such a wonderful uh uh visual uh exhibit that really shows the life and legacy. That's the name of the life and legacy of Junior Kimbrough. Mm-hmm. It has, uh, you know, his from the very start. It has, uh, you know, where he started from and just on up through uh, his music and, you know, what he produced uh, throughout his life. Well, help familiarize us with Junior Kimbrough. Uh, he was, I read from uh, Hudsonville, but passed away in Holly Springs. Could you tell us a little bit about who he was, what genre of music he played, and what helped him gain gain his popularity? 
Okay, yes. He was, uh, as you said, he was a native of Marshall County. He was from Hudsonville, Mississippi. He began uh, back in his early years, in his teen years, playing uh, guitar. Uh, he just, you know, trained with really some of the locals. I mean, he was kind of a self-taught person. Um, and he developed a, a style of music. Uh, it was blues, but uh, they kind of called it gut bucket blues. Oh. Uh, during his time, and he really kind of perfected that and went on, and he really had a following, uh, developed a following for his music, and just went on to really become world-renowned. He played at a lot of different concerts there in the Holly Springs era. Of course, he started on the local circuit initially, um, just playing in different um, uh of venues there in Holly Springs and at different uh, concerts that they would have there in the city, uh, just representing blues and gospel. So he kind of gathered a following there. And uh, there were people that would come for, you know, the concerts or whatever, and really just recognized his talent and went on to, you know, take him to other parts of the country. You know, you played it on New York stage, uh, of course, uh, overseas, so he just really developed a real following for his style of music. But they had, uh, initially it started out as just kind of something they call uh, gut bucket blues. Mm. Yeah, and that, that gut bucket blues is really characterized by this sort of droning and hypnotic sound, uh, heavy on the bass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, right. that hill country blues is very different than, um, you know, delta blues or what we might think of as soul blues that you'd find in um, in the metro areas like Jackson. Now, Claudette, tell us a little bit more about the exhibit. Um, it's there um, in your special collections there at the Leontine Price Library at Russ College. This is not just one photographer artist that's captured junior kimbrough it, it's many that is correct there are many artists that have really brought uh their different uh portraits of him just in many different settings there to be a part of our exhibit and we're just you know so pleased to to have that exhibit there uh bill stever is one of the photographers david stevens uh, there, uh, Sly Oliver, Sylvester Oliver was also one of the other, um, artists or, or persons involved in the music that had some of his portraits there. But they're really great portraits of him, as I said, in his original setting. There's some at his club, you know, there are some of them are in concerts that he did around the city. Uh, just many of them that are just, it's really a fabulous collection. But, yeah, it's not just one thing. There are sculptures there as well. We have a video going that shows him in concert uh, playing with some of uh, the other locals as well as on some of the world stages. playing. So it really gives a really great view of uh, his life and music, you know, where he came from and where he ended up on kind of the world stage. Well, you know, uh, when I was in college near Holly Springs, one of my biggest regrets is never going to Junior's Place. That was the name of, of the club or the yeah. juke or whatever. Uh, but a lot of these um, images, a lot of this footage is from the 1990s era at Junior's Place. Um, and it seems like it really would transport you back to that time and to really the, you know, essence of that music. That is correct. Uh, as, as you were saying, a lot of the portraits, are from his place, you know, that shows uh, other artists 
as well as just some of the festivities that were going on there and some of the dance uh, music or dance motions that were that were captured in photographs of of some of the patrons that were there. So it really does, as you said, transfer uh, from back to that time and that place when uh, he really just had a, a very lively, uh, very lively, you know, setting there at his place where people could really come and enjoy themselves. Well, and the Kimbrough family continues that uh, North Mississippi Hill Country Blues tradition today. A lot of events still taking place um, there at the Hut in Holly Springs. The North Mississippi Hill Country Picnic is upcoming in June. Um, But Claudette, tell us, um, I know the exhibit runs through the 31st. How can people uh, access the exhibit? How do they get on campus? What are your hours at the library? Sure. Uh, Again, we're located at the Leon King Price Library on in. Uh, Rest College campus in Holly Springs. Uh, we are just, uh, we're off of Rust Avenue, 150, uh, 150 Rust Avenue is the address. Um, it's just off the main uh, street in Holly Springs, off of Memphis Street. And you would just come onto the campus. Uh, our hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Those are the hours that the exhibit is open. And then on Saturday, we have hours uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So that is uh, just our most, uh, you know, convenient time for people to come and look at the exhibit. Uh, We do have a phone number if you'd like to come or if you'd like to call. That number is 662-252-8000. And our extension is 4100 at the library. All right, Claudette. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I think this is an awesome thing to help keep the legacy of Junior Kimbrough alive, especially on a college campus. You know, folks need to know their history. So thank you so much for being on today. We appreciate it. You are very welcome. All right. We need to take a quick break and we're going to transition to another genre of music. We'll talk a little bit about bluegrass and this this next old time, old time. Yes. Fiddle music. Uh, We're going to have Robert Gray join us after this uh, quick break and we'll learn about the great big yam potatoes gathering. I'm really excited to hear where that title came from. Also, we're still going to talk about the Taylor Swift experience. I got to speak with the curator and the Mississippi Boy Choir's artistic director is going to be on with us as well. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. This is next Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to 
to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi. And uh, we've just been talking about all kinds of different genres of music today, uh, some country, some some blues. And uh, now we have Robert Gray on the line with us of the Mississippi Fiddlers Association. He's going to talk with us about the great Big Yam Potatoes Gathering. Wanted to make sure I said that right. Good morning to you, Robert. Thanks for being on. Yes, good morning. Thank you for having me. So where did the name come from? The Great Big Yam Potatoes Gathering. Uh, and Well, actually, it's the Great Big Yam Potatoes Old Time Music Gathering. <laughs> so what does all that encompass? Uh, well, the name, we took the name from a project that the Department of Archives and History had put together a Library of Congress recordings of old Mississippi fiddlers from the uh, late uh, 30s. And they released a, a vinyl record, and one of the tune titles, the title of that tune was Great Big Ham Potatoes. And uh, Patty Carr Black, who was the director of uh, that project, uh, aptly uh, thought that that would make a great title for the album. And then later on, uh, given a few decades, we appropriated that title for our old-time Mississippi Fiddle Gathering. And, uh, Robert, this is uh, the ninth year. You guys have been literally almost doing this, uh, or is it the tenth year? No, this is a, we're a decade. This is our tenth year. This is the tenth year. That's right. That's right. Um, so a big anniversary for you guys. And um, this has really become, you know, um, a pilgrimage for a lot of people. I know um, many fiddlers come in from outside of Mississippi to participate in what is a pretty special weekend. Talk a little bit about... The, you know, the, the nature of what happens on the grounds there. Well, Historic uh, Jefferson College is uh, part of the uh, properties under the uh, Department of Archives and History, and uh, it now uh, resides as a museum, but it uh, has some beautiful old uh, buildings, and the grounds are quite uh, well kept, and it's um, on Highway 61 north of Natchez, and the uh, setting is very appropriate for this music that uh, we are preserving uh, through the Mississippi Fiddlers Association, and particular, particularly that we uh, put on the uh, old-time uh, gathering that we call the Great Began Potatoes to uh, preserve this music. So the musicians uh, come to Historic College for the weekend. We have a Friday night potluck, and then we have a dance with uh, caller Bridget Edwards, and uh, this being the bicentennial year, she has put together a little bicentennial uh, dance that she's going to call Friday night, tonight, to uh, celebrate the bicentennial of uh, Mississippi. And then Saturday, we have an all-day program with, uh, we start with the children in the morning uh, with the fiddle contest, and then we have the high school kids and then uh, concurrently uh, we have an outside stage and uh, this year the morning schedule on the outside stage is all uh, I got three great fiddlers uh, coming up. Uh, we open up with uh, the national anthem in uh, fiddled by Joseph Krauss and then uh, if you like your morning coffee and claw hammer banjo music you're in for a treat with Johnny Rawls and then we have uh, Harry Bollock, who's a, uh, not only is he a fiddler, but he's also a researcher and a historian and has a book published with uh, University Press Mississippi on this 
particular genre of music that uh, we are interested in and, and preserving. And then another uh, practitioner who's been chasing the obscure Mississippi tunes around, Dr. Jack McGee. And then we have an old-time string band ensemble of about five pieces called the Cane Grinders. So uh, right up to lunchtime, we have a, a really beautiful program of old-time fiddle music. And then at lunch, we have a, a lady from uh, Natchez. She'll be coming and cooking on the grounds. It's sort of that old-time uh, way that, uh, of, that people did at one point. Well, it, it sounds like a wonderful day, and I know that um, this event is, is always free and open to the public. It's very family-friendly. A lot of people will be coming in tonight, camping, primitive camping overnight, and then uh, enjoying tomorrow's music all day long. And I love that special bicentennial dance. Really appreciate uh, Bridget Edwards and, and your group pulling that together to celebrate 2017 and the 200 years of statehood. Now, um, if folks want a little more information, maybe finding directions, um, just uh, details about tomorrow. Where can they go? We do have a Facebook site, and uh, there's usually um, they keep it posted right on top. Uh, things you need to know coming to the Great Big Potatoes, and uh, there's uh, links to uh, the weather. There's a, a map of how to get to Historic Jefferson College, and there's the performance schedule of the uh, people that you will be able to see at the Great Big Potatoes. It talks about the uh, fiddle contest. And then for those who are interested in joining the fiddle contest, there are the rules and regulations uh, and the forms to uh, fill out to enter the fiddle contest, which has become a really uh, interesting event um, because you, you, you get the drama of these fiddlers who uh, come in, they play the traditional format of a dance tune, which would be in 4-4, which we call a reel, or a breakdown, and then they play a waltz, which is this slower tune that shows the skills of the fiddlers. And uh, that's round one. And then round two, they come back for what we call the fiddler's tune of choice. And here you might uh, hear a, a wide uh, assortment of uh, different uh, music we've had in the past. We've had even gypsy jazz. Uh, played and uh, or, uh, some straw space from the old uh, Scottish style. But uh, what we're looking for is tunes have to be played in that old-time style uh, that uh, is, can't say it's archaic because it's certainly being practiced today, but the, the Mississippi little tunes certainly have uh, uh, an archaic uh, quality that are now... Uh, resurfacing uh, due to the effort of uh, a lot of people uh, who are preserving this music. Well, Robert, we, we definitely appreciate you uh, being on today. This uh, sounds extremely interesting, and uh, I'm sure folks are going to be satisfied, and especially with it being free, really not an excuse not to get out and have some fun. So thank you so much for joining us, uh, Robert. We really appreciate you being on. Um, and uh, now we're going to uh, transition to our Taylor Swift conversation that I had with um, a young woman who's the curator of the Grammy Museum Mississippi Taylor Swift Experience. I'm 
Sharita Brent here with Waka Amelusa, curator of Grammy Museum LA. And we're going to be talking about the Taylor Swift experience that will be on display through August 2017 at Grammy Museum Mississippi. Good morning to you, Waka. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Sharita. Thanks so much for having me. So you are the curator of the Taylor Swift experience. Tell us what a curator is for those who may not know. Yes, well, um, a curator basically is a person who is a storyteller. So gathering information in the context of the Grammy Museum, um, I am gathering information, selecting artifacts, um, trying to create a moment and an experience um, for visitors whenever we're celebrating something like uh, the Taylor Swift experience or for, you know, an exhibit that might be um, talking about a certain uh, something that's musically or culturally important. Um, and whenever we tell those exhibits here, we want to have compelling artifacts that visitors can relate to and identify with those moments. So that's kind of what I'm doing, marrying these objects and images and multimedia to tell a cohesive story in a timeline. So how long does it take to curate an exhibit like this? And, and what are your resources? Who's uh, helping you get these artifacts and things together? Gosh, so in regards to the Taylor Swift experience, um, we started this project probably about early 2014. Um, and we, you know, we had a relationship with Taylor Swift um, specifically. So whenever putting together an exhibit, um, we tend to work either directly with the artist or with the management company or something like that, or family or a state um, in that case. And basically, you know, we build and see what um, that artist or institution may have um, as far as artifacts um, to even see if there is a story that's there that's, you know, compelling through those images. Um, and, you know, so from there, you know, with the Taylor Swift experience, we started, like I said, in 2014. Um, and finally got a, a great sign off to do this project. Um, and from there, you know, put together, you know, ideas of what we wanted to tell. And within this exhibit, it's um, really a, a, you know, kind of a, a glance at Taylor Swift's life. The, the whole point of this exhibit is to tell the story of the making of a modern day superstar. Taylor is so huge, um, you know, musically, and she has a great and broad reach in her impact. Um, as a songwriter, as an artist, as a, as a musician, um, producer even, um, is just so crazy. And she's so young. So this is a phenomenon. Um, and we wanted to celebrate and tell that story. So in putting this together, we wanted to have compelling um, artifacts that help to drive that narrative. Yeah, and you mentioned that, that she's so young and has accomplished so much, a 10-time Grammy uh, award-winning artist already. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by some of the things that you found out about her on her journey to stardom? Oh, my gosh, yes. You know, it's like, yeah, sure, you know who Taylor Swift is by what we see in the media and, you know, and just being a fan. Um, but diving deeper into her, you know, her story as you know, her drive, um, you know, she is so, um, she's passionate about music. She's a passionate songwriter. And I had no idea how early she was writing music and, um, you know, teaching herself how to play guitar and all of these things. I mean, I think that was probably one of the deepest moments. I just realized like this girl, yes, we say she's a songwriter, but she's truly a songwriter. And those moments are captured in the exhibit. 
You know, I, I like the fact that uh, it's also called an experience in addition to mm-hmm. an exhibit because, um, you know, sometimes when you think about stars and celebrities, we kind of uh, put them on this pedestal and don't even really look at them as humans. So uh, right. this this experience kind of humanizes Taylor. I was looking at some of the things um, that are included in the exhibit, some photos, uh, the gown, the sweater gown she wore from the hospital uh, days mm-hmm. after her birth. Can you talk a little bit more about what people can expect with within this experience? Yes. So, and I love that you say that too, and notice that um, because it is an experience and, you know, this is an evolution of Taylor. She's, you know, this is not like um, an exhibit or a retrospective on an artist who's deceased, um, which we do exhibits on artists um, like that all the time. But, um, you know, her career is constantly evolving. So from stop to stop, you know, there are different changes, there are additions, there are um you know, really cool elements in this exhibit. So when you come into the Taylor Swift experience, there are home videos that fans can get to see. Um, this is this content is nowhere else other than the Grammy Museum. Um, and we were able to secure that uh, for this experience. So not only what you see on social media, um, but it's, you know, this is exclusive content. So from birth, like you mentioned, the, you know, her baby clothes, rompers, like her, her um, one of her first press kits um, um, we have on display, and you can really see the creativity that went into that. Um, you know, are just some highlights. Her Grammy Award for White Horse um, for Best Country um, Performance. You know, I mean, it, it's it's really cool. Some of the highlight pieces. There are things from her tours, from Red Tour, Fearless, 1989. Um, there, there's some really amazing moments that really catalog her journey. And I think that's what's the most exciting thing. You know, who knows, you know, if we get to take it somewhere else and what new additional pieces are added. But, um, it, yeah, it's an experience. It's an evolution of her musical journey. And I, I'm excited that we have that opportunity to tell it with an artist who is, um, you know, still making music and still out there. Yeah. Now, uh, Taylor is from Nashville, Tennessee, right? No, she's actually, and this is one of the cool things I learned, she is from Wyoming, Pennsylvania. So she was born um, and she was raised on a Christmas tree farm. So these are one of the cool things that you'll learn in the exhibit. Um, We actually have a cool photo of the farm that she was actually raised on. And, you know, later, not later, but, you know, at a young age, and when she decided that she wanted to pursue music, um, she would frequent to Nashville and then eventually um, reside in Nashville to pursue her career in country music. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. So um, are, are you guys expecting that the exhibit at, at Grammy Museum Mississippi will be just as popular as it was in L.A.? Uh, because, you know, I'm sure you've probably people have probably seen Taylor in the LA area. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but why do you think it's significant for Mississippi to know about Taylor Swift? Right. Well, I think it's being that her fans are, you know, so loyal. Um, the Swifties will come out and travel to wherever they need to go because it's Taylor and because they support her. So I feel strongly, um, you know, that this exhibit will, um, garner the traction, um, you know, uh, great traction. Um, so you said Swifties. Swifties. Yes, okay. Swifties. Yes. So, you know, we got to we celebrate her fans. And we even have a case, a special case for her Swifties. So there's some <laughs> great gifts. Uh, yes, it's really awesome, Sharita. Um, 
some, you know, just gifts that she has collected over the years. Um, and, you know, that was a really integral part of putting this exhibit together is that, you know, she is very aware that she did not get to this level without her fans and without the support of them. So we wanted to make sure that there was a section in the exhibit dedicated to the Swifties. Um, so there's an ode there. But I know, you know, they will support this exhibit and not only for just the Swifties, but just music lovers alike. You know, where this exhibit is down in the Delta, you know, the birthplace of American music. And I feel that when you're celebrating an artist um, like this, um, it's great for young musicians and old musicians um, to really just celebrate the music that has come out of um, this country. And, you know, I, I think it's really a cool story um, for young and aspiring artists to aspire to, to see that, hey, this is an American dream. This is just a dream, okay, this mm. is a, of, a, of an artist who loves music, a kid who loves music from while missing Pennsylvania, okay, a city that probably not a lot of people have heard of before, um, and would just drive great support, love, um, you know, anything is possible. You know, she's a 10-time, like you said, 10-time Grammy Award-winning artist, and look at all of her hard work has paid off, and I'm happy that in the Taylor Swift experience you can see that hard work um, in the multimedia and in, you know, in these rare uh, videos that you can see Taylor's um, Taylor's drive, her her work while she's producing and everything. So I, I think it'll do well. I think so. Absolutely. Some great and, musicians down there. So Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this exhibit is going to be on display through August 2017 at Grammy Museum, yeah. Mississippi. Um, yeah. And uh, do you have uh, any recommendations for as far as websites or where people where people can go to find more information about both Grammy Museums? Yes. So um, Grammy Museum Los Angeles, you can uh, check out that website at grammymuseum.org and information is there, even in it links to um, Grammy Museum Mississippi as well, um, where you can find out more information about the Taylor Swift experience um, and where it's going, where it's traveling to. So you can find out more about the Taylor Swift experience on grammymuseummss.org. Um, and there you can find out, uh, you know, information about the run date, ticket, uh, ticket prices, hours of operation, and all of that great stuff. Um, you can also get more information on social media. So you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter. Um, and then even if you're on Taylor Swift's um, uh, the website there, you can also purchase merch through the website. Um, and I believe you can get that through the Grammy Museum's website as well. So lots of ways you can find it. Absolutely. And uh, Walk, if I'm ever in L.A., I'm going to be sure to contact you and maybe you can give me a tour of Grammy Museum L.A. I would really like that. Yes, <laughs> we would love to have you down here in L.A. Please let me know, Sherita. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. That was Waka Anwusa, curator of Grammy Museum L.A. All right, that's something cool to think about if you're visiting Grammy Museum, Mississippi, anytime soon. And now we're joined on the line by Nancy Robertson, and she's going to tell us a little bit about uh, the Mississippi Boy Choir celebrating uh, Mississippi's bicentennial with music. Nancy is the artistic director for the Boy Choir. Nancy, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good 
Good morning. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about the Boy Choir. We only have about five minutes here, but uh, we can squeeze in some things. Tell us a little bit about the Boy Choir. What's the age range and uh, uh, well, how does it work? with our training choir age, and there are some boys that have joined as young as five years old, and we currently have students who have been in Boy Choir for about eight years, and they don't want to leave us, so they're all, all 14 and 15 years old. So we have a, a wide range of ages from like six now until to 14. And I'm sure it's uh, pleasant to see the progression of those kids who have been in from uh, a young age. It's very rewarding. Even though I've only been with the uh, Boy Choir for two years, I've watched them grow as well. Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, the big thing is happening tomorrow. It's a free concert. It's going to be at St. Andrew's Episcopal Cathedral in Jackson. And the theme is Celebrating Mississippi with Music, and you're connecting, connecting it to the Bicentennial. So tell us a little bit about this spring concert. Uh, The program will include musical performances as well as audience interaction and participation. We're going to do songs that that are of the spiritual nature, which is a a real staple in Mississippi, folk music. uh, We're going to sing songs that have been featured in films that have been uh, recorded in Mississippi, such as Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The song Down to the River to Pray from that movie. We're going to feature songs from Greenville, Mississippi native... um, uh, Jim Henson, who did the Muppets, and we're going to do the Rainbow Connection. We're going to do songs that are classical in nature also, like Pontius Angelicus. And then we're going to have some songs with our alumni choir, uh, some people who have been in choir uh, many years ago. You know, the, the boy choir has been in existence for about 22 years now, and uh, there are some boys going to join us. They're no longer boys, but the men are going to come and sing with us, and we're singing an Elvis Presley song, Can't Help Falling in Love with You. Nice. It's the, uh, a musical extravaganza for everyone who'd like to come. Now, I understand that you're also going to be having some in-person auditions as well pretty soon. What, uh, tell us about that. Yeah, this is the time of the year we recruit for our next season. So we've sent out information on our website asking anyone who may be interested in auditioning for the Boy Choir to come and join us for the concert tomorrow. And then afterwards, we would have a, a, you know, a small session with each one of them having an opportunity to audition for the following season. Ooh, uh, is the audition process hard? No, it's very simple. We, we really want to see uh, if they can match pitch, if they can retain uh, tonal memory, and if they have a pleasant tone, singing tone, or if they can, you know, basically if they can build a pleasant uh, singing tone. And that's our job, to, to build that tone. And we're just looking for good boys who want to uh, develop their talent. And uh, we also, our motto is to develop talent and build character. So that's who we we're looking for. That is an excellent motto. Well, remind us once again of the details of the spring concert. Saturday, May 20th, that's tomorrow, at St. Andrew's Episcopal Cathedral in Jackson. And it is free. 3 p.m. 3 p.m., and it is free. It is free. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on with us, Nancy. We really appreciate it, and I hope the boys do well. I'm sure they will. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. That sounds cool. Always a good, good crowd for Mississippi Boy Choir because it is an incredible, incredible sound, incredible experience. They take it really seriously. I've seen the boys. A friend of mine has a couple boys in the choir, and they take it seriously. I mean, uh, everybody, uh, Ezra Wall, you know, folks who work with him, it's a really good thing. Um, and I wanted to, to mention uh, there's going to be an author signing, Kate Phillips and Miranda Joyner, The Nasty Women Project, Voices from the Resistance. That's going to be going on at Barnes & Noble at 4 p.m. today. Really Excellent. cool. Yeah, if you Google Nasty Women Project, it's very interesting. Uh, Kevin? 
Stephen, thank you so much for operating the board today. Our wonderful intern uh, was our call screener and helping us get our guests on as well. And you can also send us an email if you did not get a chance to call. Send us an email to nextstop at mpbonline.org. You can also subscribe to the Next Stop Mississippi podcast with any podcast you may have or go to mpbonline.org and uh, go to the Next Stop Mississippi page and you can subscribe on that right column there. Mayor Margaret, thanks for being in. Thank you, Sharita. Always a pleasure. That's going to wrap us up. Southern Remedy for Women is up next. This is Think Radio. Yeah,